everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Uncorked Live. We're so glad you're here. It's February, month of love. You're thinking about it. And we're talking about it. So stay tuned. Uncorked Live with Karen Glasser and Mel Greenberg. Making the most of life's peak stage and sharing it all with you. So Mel, what are you drinking today? I have a Cosmo. You know, it's pink, special. I don't know. It felt like love. Yeah, and (laughs) I'm doing a sea breeze. Mine is also pink, but mine is cranberry juice, vodka, and lemonade. Mm -hmm. Refreshing. Yeah, delicious. Cheers. Cheers. So we mentioned at the beginning of the show that we're it's all about love today. Love. I love love. And all the different ways you say that. (laughs) And all the different ways that it shows up if we look, right? We just have to look for it. Sometimes we're not looking for it. I know. Yeah. You know what you just said, if it shows up, if we look and if we let it, if we kind of, yes. if we open our hearts and, and let it be and, and come to us in all its beautiful iterations, sometimes not so beautiful, but right. it's there. It's there for us in our animals and our passions in life and the work that we do right. Right. and our relationships. And things change as we get older, you know, and as oh we, as we move through different changes in life, how we approach our relationships changes as well, right? You know, it might may not be as much physical as it used to be. It might be more mental, more spiritual, or you might have a healthy balance of all of it. I don't know, right? There are so many questions, and I think that that, that it, it gets more complicated only if we let all the noise mm-hmm. get in our head. Because mm-hmm. if, if you kind of, and that goes back to self-love. If you take care of yourself, right. and you honor who you are, and those changes that inevitably come, I mean, we're a little droopier here, a little plumper there, you know, a little less energy, maybe a little less want, maybe a little more. If we honor all of those things, they can they can kind of bloom and, and grow with us. Right. And I, I think that one of the things that we as women, maybe it's men too, but I can only speak for myself. I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> Is that we forget the self-love, right? We forget to love ourselves. We're so busy worrying about loving everybody else. And, and taking care of everybody else. Taking care of everybody. We forget to take care of ourselves. And yeah. I think self-love is probably number, should be number one on the list. It's not. I think it's not. And I think relationships, the most important relationships in our lives, whatever they may be, tend to more easily be taken for granted. Because right. you just assume that that depth and that scope of relationship is always going to stay the same. And it's not, you yeah. know, it's like, I mean, it's true. The grass is always greenest where you water it. I love that saying. And, and just yeah. that concept, yeah. attention, give, give your love and your life and yourself attention. And we, when we were preparing for this episode and thinking about all the different impacts love makes in our lives, we actually reached out to some incredible yes. women and men and got some beautiful input. And we're talking to the experts here and we're really happy to, to bring them on now. Right. So take a listen. We're so excited. We actually, this month, to really carry this point home, we brought in some experts in this field and they're going to answer some questions. They're going to talk to you and share some really wonderful news with you. We have some great talent with us today, Mel. I'd like to introduce Tess Cacciatore. She's a multimedia interactive creator and producer with 25 plus years in the entertainment, technology, and philanthropic arenas. And she's also the founder and CEO of Gwen Global. 
We also have Tarrant Bennett-Smith with us. She's enjoyed a rich and multifaceted career in the entertainment industry, having worked as a director, producer, actress, singer-songwriter, screenwriter, and manager. Together, yeah, I- they are the women behind The Right Turn. You know, they got tired of waiting for that seat at the table. And so, as they say, they built their own table. They pulled up two chairs. They went to work. And so, without further ado, we welcome... Tara and Tess to the show. Hey guys. Hello. Hi, welcome. Wow. Thank you so much for having us on your show. Yes, we're so excited to be chatting it up. Oh, I am so excited to have you here. We both are, and to and this month, especially, both with the launch of your new project, and we're gonna learn about that. And also based on that project to really talk about love and what it looks like now and how we're kind of redefining it at, I mean, I think every generation is figuring out its way anymore with the swipe right, swipe left, but what does it mean and and how can we go forward? And so we're really, really excited to have you weigh in on all of that with us for our community. Thank you. And you guys, I know there's a story behind the name. You changed the name. So what's the reason behind the right turn? I love the name. So originally it was called Tiramisu or La Jocha Vitae because it was done as a smaller project in 2015. Then we got together. She was the star of, of the short film that I was doing. And then we got it together in 2018 and we called it My, My Sweet, Sweet Life, Life, which is the definition of La Dolce Vitae. And then there was another show out there. Uh, it that came was, out right about the time we were launching yes. called Sweet Life. Yes. And people were going, oh, your show's out. And we said, okay, that's not going to work. <laughs> And then when we changed it, Tess came up with a great idea. She said, what about the right turns, but with the W, because the character's name is Celeste Wright Turner. And her PR firm is called The Right Turn. She's a publicist and her PR firm is called The Right Turn. When you come here, you're making the right turn to get your life together. And then it just fell together that we all are at the crossroads of the right turns in our life. And in topic and in line with your topic today of love, one of our special messages is really about self-love. We feel like if we can get all to the place where we have unconditional self-love for ourselves, then all the other beautiful things fall into place. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. I'm wondering, because I love in the intro how Karen shared that you said, you know, you built your own table, you pulled up your own seats. And watching the Golden Globes last week, I was really heartwarmed to see so many women over the age of 50 and and I think really over the age of 60 acknowledged for their work. And did you did was part of that driving you like at, at our stage in life, you know, you are going to get this done. You've waited for anyone else to say yes. They don't say yes. So you, did that kind of drive you? Was that a strong force for you to keep going? Absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Tess. No, because, you know, we get aged out of the business. It's gotten mm-hmm. better over the years, but this was something that became our passion project that this is like leading into the next chapter We use chapter as our defining division of different parts of the season because it is a chapter in life. And we get to really explore where we've come from and where we're at presently and where we're going as individual women and also together. And as, you know, as someone who is a mom, um, Tess has, you know, she's a mom to many, but (laughs) one who's birthed three children, you know, there's elements of losing oneself, even though you you keep doing you. 
you know, that you become, you know, Johnny Michael Peters' mom, you become oh, such and such his husband, and you become such and such at the job. And although you're doing all of them, because as women, we are multitaskers and we can do, you know, cook the, cook the dinner, write the script, and comb the hair all at the same time. But within that, there leaves just a little bit of room for you figuring out who you are, where you are. And then when everybody leaves, it's like, whoa. Okay, now I'm back to me trying to figure it out. And we also interviewed a lot of women, you know, on the dating relationships and love. And and at a certain age, you know, we found that a lot of women were not even having intimacy. You know, there was no sexual activity happening at all for years. And but then what happens to the body? Because you go through menopause, but you don't know that when you get back in the saddle, it's going to be very different because your body has shifted. But nobody talks about that. And and as well, not just for women, but also for men. Yes. Aaron will talk about his character. You know, when we sat down with him, we asked him something that he's always wanted to portray or what he wanted to get out. And he talked about mental illness, you know, especially in the African-American community amongst men. But we cover social issues. And they're all really based on real, real, real life stories. and they're real stories. So, so one, of, one of the things that Uncork do, does every every um, show that we do every month is we ask our community some questions so that we can hopefully get um, the conversation going. And you were already talking about something that was yeah. one of the questions. So I'm just going to throw it out. One of the questions that somebody sent into us was, I'm 66. I'm recently divorced. I can't even picture myself in love again. How do I step out? So what would you tell her? Well, for me, you know, because I'm kind of in that same vein, you know, of recently divorced. And the, the what I've learned is that I'm not trying to be in love with anyone. I'm trying to be in love with myself. Beautiful. And learning to be fall in love with me again. Well, then that other stuff will take care of itself. But it's really about falling in love with myself, you know, so that on Valentine's Day or this next month when it comes up and you're alone, you don't feel alone because you found ways to nurture and love up on who you are. And then if someone comes in, they just add to that. But it's not they are not the thing that makes that, you know, special. We can't look for love outside, basically. And, And hopefully the men that we will be attracting or whatever, you know, sexual orientation you are, that they are also done their self-love work too. So then you come together as they say, equally yoked and you have a really healthy relationship. So I tell your, your viewer that has that question, fall in love with yourself and get going out there. (laughs) And on the other side of the question. So, you know, this is a different part of it. It says my partner and I have been together forever. How do we keep it exciting? The other side of the coin. Well, you know, um, I, I I don't know what they do or don't do to keep, you know, but I, I think it always boils back to self, Yeah, you know, because yeah. we keep, we're always looking outside for something to shift so that that thing will shift. But if we keep shifting in ourselves and keeps growing, if I keep growing and my partner keeps growing, we will grow together and there'll be new things to discover about each other. But right. when we keep looking outside going, well, if... We could just do this. This will be exciting. But if I can do this, if I can change up my hair or change up how I feel about me, there's going to be something new to discuss and discover. I think for me, that would be my way to go. Yeah, either when you're doing that self-change and that self-exploration, and if your partner isn't really paying attention to their own life, then you all of a sudden become the teeter-totter that's out of balance. So it really takes both partners to really get in balance with themselves so that they're on the even teeter-totter and then you inspire each other, you know, and then you keep going. Well, I think too, when, 
especially if you've been together a long time and if you have children, those children go off and live their lives and move along. It's about reconnecting and almost beginning. It's an opportunity if you can to begin a new relationship within the existing one. And it does come from finding out who you are and really being happy with who you are and then presenting that person to your partner. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It takes a lot of security within yourself, which is important for the self-love part, because if one partner super exceeds and starts growing and growing and growing and the other one feels uh, left behind, there could start creating some conflict. So I think it's really important to stay communicating, going on dates, keep your fresh relationship. Well, also something you said, too, about being content and self and caring and loving yourself, you know, there's there's a barrage of, of information and thoughts thrown out, I think, women more than men, although the men coming on might disagree, that mm-hmm. you have to look this way or you're going to, this is going to happen. So in addition to all those other insecurities that come with aging, it's like when you, if you were out there to start dating again, it's like, do I look the part? Am I going, you know, how am I going to go forward? You really have to find joy and love within yourself before you yeah. even get out there on that road. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what I've talked about with a lot of a lot of women is that there's people in certain age categories that are age appropriate to date. But uh, from the men to women perspective, a lot of the men in age appropriate for our category, they tend to want to date much younger. Yeah. So, you know, there's there's truth be told i know most women in our category want to date much younger too yeah that's true i'm flipping a little bit now because you know women are kind of got a little more yeah yeah Yeah. men are kind of getting a little more well you know it ain't working too well this week (laughs) (laughs) well guys in the next segment we have something really exciting but first mel don't we have something from our sponsor i think we do we'll be right back Hit an exercise plateau? It happens in your 50s. Don't give up or give in. Show yourself some love and try my 20-minute workout programs designed to get the best out of your changing body. Challenging workouts and whole body habits. It's time to put yourself first. You can change your body at any age. CoreStrength50plus.com. Elaine is great. Guys, don't forget to look into the show copy. We have her freebie. It's a perky butt and hip strengthening sequence. You too can have a perky butt. Make sure you click the link down below. Ladies, one of the things that you guys did for this show is a music video. And I have to tell you, I play this regularly now. I want to get up and dance. And I think I'm going to dance right now. So stay tuned. Take a listen to the music video.
such a feel-good piece of music and and the dancing and just the energy from all the characters in the show. Tara, did you write the lyrics and the music? Well, actually, Tisha Campbell uh, and her team uh, created the song. I wrote part of it. I didn't write the whole thing. The team was really, really great about sitting down with us and finding out what is the arc of the story within the lyrics and what do we want to have be the, like, one of our main anthem songs for the series. They did an amazing job. But it was really about empowering us, you know, and get in there, jump, don't be afraid. I don't care what they say. Just, you know, I don't care if you're 50, 40, 30, 20. When they tell you no, find another way, support each other. You know, lock in like you two now have your business together. You have your show. Just do it, you know. Right. That's yeah. what it was about. And it makes you want to get up and just go, okay, yes, that's what it was about. And, that's and you get that from there. You walk, like, I'm still, it's in my head. Yeah, what you guys couldn't see is I can see everyone in the green room and I, to a person, everybody was moving in there. Because <laughs> <laughs> we've been hustling, Tess and I. I was like, well, I haven't seen this I video know. in a long time. And what's really it's great, it's great. Like, we got nominated for this song in the Hollywood Music and Media Awards under the TV uh, yeah, category. Yeah. So what we'd like you to do right now is introduce your cast. Okay, yes. yes. So let's start off with Michael Dyer, who plays Maxwell Jr. I mean, Maxwell Sr. He plays my ex. <laughs> and he's very handsome. And all the ladies, every time I do a post, they're texting me going, okay. <laughs> Damn. Well, um, thank you. Yes, Hi, Michael. Uh, we also have Aaron Braxton, who plays my brother, Cecil. Hi, Aaron. Oh, cool. Hi. <laughs> he is cool. We also have uh, Be Beji. She just changed the name. <laughs> My baby girl. And there she is. Hi. Hi there. We have Matt Davis. She plays herself. Bridget, I mean, basically, the therapist. So this is some of our cast members. Um, Babette, Shep Babette plays herself. She's a client. My, my character is a publicist. So we have real people playing themselves. Tess actually plays Tess Cacciatore. So I thought it would be fun um, because one of the things you did is you sat down with the entire cast and you asked them to tell you what did they not, what were they not able to do because they couldn't find the right vehicle or they were turned down. Why don't we find out from the, the cast? Maybe they can tell us. Mike, no, Mike and I did not sit down. I said, I need a husband. Come on, he's playing with us. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and I were on another series together and did another. We just have such great chemistry. It was like, I need a really good looking, tall guy that women would go, you sure you want to let him go? I don't care. I don't care what he did. Grab him, girl. Hold on. So Think Mike, again. <laughs> so do we want to ask Mike what his storyline is? Should we ask him? Yeah. So what is your storyline about, Mike? It's about a husband who um been married for a long time and uh, he's in love with his wife and his family. But over a period of time, just being in that same relationship. And I, you know, I don't, I guess it's like you, you get used to something. So, you know, to the point is you get used to it until you start taking it for granted mm -hmm. and you start looking for something else. Um, it's, it's like, uh, it's like you get those brand new shoes. I, I, I hate to compare it to shoes. But like how you want those brand new shoes so bad. Once you get those shoes, you wear them, you wear them, you know, and after a while you're like, you know what? Hmm. You see some more shoes over there. You're like, oh, those, I, like, I don't get these here. Now, now I know that's kind of 
faking it small, but it's that feeling of getting used to something, not realizing the pair of shoes you have was doing the work. It was getting the job done, but uh, it was the human being wants to experience something else, something more. And my character has insecurities. Mm. And his insecurities made him start looking well for something else. Mm-hmm. And not blaming it on the woman, but on the fact is, I wasn't, my character wasn't feeling like he was enough. And he was getting validation for something that, something, someone younger, someone who's prettier. Prettier? We, we, we won't say prettier, but I'm just saying, you know, from, from, from you know, I'm, I'm sort of my, that's my character. It's not me, though. It's my character saying this. You know, this, this, you know what's this, interesting, this. Michael? You're talking about things that normally we hear women say, I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. I'm, and it's, it's actually really refreshing to hear uh, a male character also say the same thing because we're not alone. We're all basically the same, right? Yeah, that's true. We all have that. Do you think too, typically our our issues, if you will, come down to ego Mm -hmm. and you're saying your character insecurities. So you needed to fill that ego and get, you know, find a new shiny penny, even though you realize that that's not going to sustain you either. Right. The shiny penny wasn't worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So, Aaron, what's your storyline in there? So, uh, Tara and I and uh, Tess, we sat down and, and she asked me, what, what were some issues that I would like to address? And I, I thought about mental health in, in the African-American community because there's so, there's so much pain, there's so much hurt going on in our community. And unfortunately, we don't seek help because we think seeking help uh, with a therapist is uh, something that white folks do and that we can normally either take it to Jesus, take it to a pastor or take, and not realizing that if we're having suffering from mental health issues, going to a pastor, although can be beneficial, a lot of times they're not professionally trained to deal with the psychological traumas that we're going through. So um, in talking with, with Tara and Tess about this, we came up with the fact that my character is an artist. And so he's very, very sensitive to things around him. And he's, he's suffering with this traumatic event that happens in his life. And uh, he's, he's self-medicating with weed and, 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 you know, alcohol. And then comes the issues with his family and his marriage. And uh, so that's what we're dealing with, with my character. And I, you know, and I find it really important. I, and I really commend Tess and Tara for taking on this issue because it's, it's something that's really important mm-hmm. in our community. Mm-hmm. And in the, in the show, are you, you are related, correct? I, yes, yes. I play Cecil Wright. I play I play her brother. I guess I wasn't good looking enough to play oh. her husband. <laughs> no, you had to be good looking to be a relative That's of right. the Oh, right, 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 right. There you go. That was a good save test. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. No, it's true. Well, so then we just feel more like brother and sister. Yeah, yeah. But in the show, so then you're going through te- uh, terror your own difficulties and also now helping your brother or coming to terms with him and the, what he's going through. And I, that's a beautiful relationship opportunity to explore there. Yeah. The two, yeah. For the two of you too. 
Yeah, and it's also, you know, as a woman, how we tend to want to fix everybody. Oh God, yeah. You know, <laughs> and and that's that's part that's of part what, of your character. That's part of my character. Yeah. Like she's trying okay. to not. You know, she has a breakdown at one point when she's talking to her brother about why you, you're you not here to make sure everyone's okay. You know, and that's part of my life. That's part of what I went through, you know. So it became very real to me, you know, that this is not my journey. is not to make sure everyone else in my life is good. As a manager, so, I took that on. You know what I mean? Was that part of the issue or what ultimately became an issue between you and Michael, your character, your Maxwell? Well, no, not technically. I'm sure that was in there somewhere, but you know, um, his was obviously uh, infidelity. We learned that very early on, so it's not like that's a secret. Um, but you know, they were college sweethearts, and she didn't know anyone else. She didn't know anything else but him. You know, yeah. so that's devastating when you have no other experiences, and then right. the one person that you fell in love with is like, wait, what do you mean? I'm not good enough. You know? Yeah. 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 So, Sylvia, uh, what's your what is your storyline? What is your actual arc in The Right Turn? Well, it's interesting. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean into you guys for this, uh, Tess and, and the, Tara. Sorry. She knows me under different names. so <laughs> Tess and Tara. I'm going to lean into you for this because my character, her, her character arc is not, um, by the, when you meet her, you're going to meet her at a certain place in, um, in Celeste's life. And so her her part of the story really centers more around what's going on in Celeste's life and Celeste's life. Say that three times fast. Celeste's life, but and her sort of job as cheerleader, prodder, girl, get your behind out there and do something, blah blah blah. That's kind of her thing. So in terms of her the personal story arc, we don't find that out until later. So right now she's the cousin who probably has you know, I won't call it a dark side, but you know. And and, and so. she also has a little family secret that is revealed that mm -hmm. I yes. don't yes. know about, Lisa doesn't know about. And right. she, because right. they, they, one part of the storyline, just so you know, um, it was going to be Cecil, um, Aaron, myself, and Lynn Ross. Lynn Ross is a dear friend of Aaron's and mine. And we all sat down with Angela, another girl who come, we find out later that she is a sister, but that's later down the line. But Aaron, Lynn, and I were going to be, you know, blood brother and sister, same parents, same mother, same father. But unfortunately, before we got a chance to shoot, Lynn passed away. So we, and, and we did not want to delete, you know, to, to recast her. Yeah. So we wrote the story around my sister in the series who passed away. Well, I'm the cousin. I'm the cousin. But but the, the, the I'm also kind of the the whole show. There's a lot of really funny things in this very dramatic show. But my character definitely is some of the comic relief because she'll just say kind of anything. Yeah. Very, very important because you're the newscaster on the local news. So she gets to bring well, I didn't in. know if I could say that. Oh, no, you can say that. Okay. Yeah. So anyway. and so it, the thing the thing that I find to me just, and I'll, I'll end here. First of all, I'm really excited to be here and it's so great to see everybody's face. It's so exciting. But the thing that I find um, most interesting about Mimi at this point is that she's not really living a double life, but she's living a broadcast journalist version of herself right. when she's working and the other version of herself when yes, she's with her yes, family when she's with Celeste. And, and so there's a sort of dichotomy happening there and that sort of through line, we sort of, we did.
discover as things go along. But right now, it's better for her to focus all of that real energy on Celeste right. because then she doesn't have to deal with her own stuff. Yeah. So for me, I, I, I enjoy that that journey and wherever that's going to take us. So Bishi, what is your story arc? Where, where do you fall in this whole right turn? I, I am the therapist initially. That's what I am initially. I am, uh, I'm supposed to be helping them, helping the couple, Celeste and her wayward man, <laughs> get it together or not. But then I end up being one of Celeste's closest friends mm -hmm. and I help her through, we help each other through a lot of, uh, a lot of the things that we faced as women growing up, <laughs> you know, so Mm -hmm. I get to be the good girlfriend and, what's interesting and the therapist. Bridget, huh? Bridget, just to let you know, Bridget was going to be studying to do that. And so when I approached her about being the therapist, mm -hmm. we, we developed the character because she was actually getting her license in being like a love doctor. So I just wanted to add that. Oh, love doctor. I love that. Love. Dr. Love. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to bring in Chef Babette. We, we love Chef. She's amazing. She is amazing. Chef, what is your arc? What is your story in The Right Turn? Basically, Chef Babette is uh, a client um, in real life, too. <laughs> but <laughs> I, 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 Babette, but, but I think she got a little bit more of a, a spark under her butt, more of a hot mama. Um, you know, when she gets out that restaurant, you know, you see she always trying to always trying to copy Celeste, you know, it's like, Ooh, I want to give me one of them after. <laughs> so she's really the woman that's out looking for whatever's her to do that's not cooking. And maybe there might be some handsome guys. <laughs> that's her. I have to tell you, just listening to you guys talk about your characters and about each other, it is clear how much you care about each other. Give us one thing. What was the best part of being in The Right Turn? Who wants to go first? Go ahead. There we go. The best part for me was working with uh, Tess and Tara is that, you know, getting a chance as a, as a Black actor to to play something that was real, that was, they had, they had different levels. It wasn't just a stereotype. It was a character that was a real human being. And, and, and I never really had an opportunity to do that. Actually, I had been, I stopped acting for like 15 years. Mm -hmm. uh, and Tara called me and uh, it was like, it was like God said like, okay, this is your opportunity. It, it was great. Wonderful. So that was my favorite part. Wonderful. What was the best part of all of this? The best part for me, and I'm going to just kind of echo what, what Mike said, it's real. We get an opportunity to talk about real life and go through the real emotions, you know, just raw of what life is all about. And, and we're delving into an age range that often gets looked over, you know, or cast aside. Tess said earlier, out aging, I think, or aging out, you know. This is a part of life. This is a part of real life and real, sh I won't curse, stuff happens. 
in this life, you know, that we need to talk about, whether it be mental illness, whether it's sexual dysfunction, whether, you know, whatever it is, self-love, self-identity, all of these things are real and they happen at every age. Mm -hmm. So to really be able to talk about it now, especially, you know, they say, oh, you're older, you guys have, you should have everything together by now. Well, we do, but it, we're all works in progress. Yeah. So it's awesome to be able to bring the sensuality, the sexuality, the real realness, the story behind this age range, you know, and let everybody know it's still live, it's still going on, and we got it together, we do have it together. So it was, it's just so positive for me, you know, and I'm so grateful. So I, I want to say these two women are some of the hardest working <laughs> creative artists in the entertainment industry. And I'm someone who feeds off energy. And I just was like, hey, Tara and Tess, I wanna, you know, I wanna just come in even when I'm not working. I just wanna come in and I wanna learn the business aspect of this industry. And they were so gracious enough to allow me to come in and and do whatever else, you know, someone was 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 uh, absent that day. I was able to to run sound. Now they probably had to redo the sound that I did, but just them allowing me the opportunity to come onto this set and learn the the other side of this industry is is invaluable. It's something that I can't even put into words how grateful. I am just, you know, to allow me to just to be a part of it as an actor, but also just allow me to shadow them and watch them uh, and, and, and watch their temperament as well and how they handle everything that they, because they put on a gazillion hats and <laughs> pulled off something that is really amazing. And I just, I take off my hat and show my bald head to, <laughs> to, 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 to the two of them for just allowing me to grow as an artist. I love that. We were, we were so grateful to you because especially during COVID, there were times where people couldn't show up and he was always just there willing and able and just a, a pinch hitter in all avenues. But I do have to mention, you forgot to mention how much you came to the set for the food. For the food. I was <laughs> oh, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I was about to say, Aaron, really, really? That boils down to the food. Sylvia, what was the best part for you? There's not a way for me to tell you what the best thing was. I've known Tara since I was a child. And we have worked together since we were little kids. We were kids. And I've watched her journey. Okay, I'm not gonna start crying. Um, but we were on set one day. I'll say this is the best moment. We were doing a video. We we're shooting a video, and uh, all these ladies were at the table. We we're all sitting around, and I was sitting across from Cheryl. Actually, I wasn't. I was sitting across from Deb that day. <laughs> and she reached over and she grabbed my hand and she just looked at me. And I, she didn't have to say a single word. Because for, for that, in that moment, we were 14, 15, 16. And I was watching everything it took to get to that moment. Wow. Not just for this show, but for her. That, that's all I'm going to say. It just gave me chills. Wow. Beautiful. Wow. Wow, thank you for Sorry, that. Sorry, I didn't make you cry. <laughs> that was... Babette, talk to us. Well, I, I was at the table then 
And I I really just wanted to share that um, I've been given the opportunity to be a part of this cast is is phenomenal. Energy, and in particular, that day that you speak of, Sylvia, um, every cast member there was just unbelievable. Between the two of you at the table, everybody understood and everybody felt exactly what the both of you felt. But anyway, yeah, I just to have been given the opportunity with all of these, all of these beautiful uh, spirits is just in itself. So, I what I didn't say in that moment also, and Tess, I, I it was coming, but I couldn't talk anymore. Um, the, the two of them, everybody has said this, but you guys, the two of them together, it's just, it's it's it. The iron, there's a, a scripture in the Bible that says iron sharpens iron, and that's what happens here. They, they, they hold each other up. They, they encourage each other. They exhort each other. They get each other in, in check and they just keep moving and they keep moving. And every time they get to a place and somebody goes, no, no, no. They go, mm, yeah, maybe not that road, but this road, we're going to, mm -hmm. this is going to happen. And we, and watching the two of them be so positive as a cast member, not just as a friend, but as a cast member, that's very encouraging. Right. When you know that the people who are at the helm of the ship are just in lock and they're going to make sure that you're taken care of, that the story is taken care of, that the show is taken care of, and that this thing happens. And uh, you guys, individually, you are amazing women, but together you are, uh, you're threefold cord together, the two of you and God, you know, unstoppable. So you know, I wanted to say that. Sylvia, bringing that all the way around, guys, this is all about love. And the two of you, Tara and Tess, you have... Uh, shown what it means to be to have love for your friends because we tend to only think that love is a romantic sexual yes, no. well and as i'm listening to all of you the the storyline is fabulous um i write romance novels and the characters are of our age and it's really <laughs> about our stories <laughs> I said, when we you were, said I write romance novels, we, we both went, looked at each other. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. So much of what's out there, and it's become increasingly so, the characters are one-dimensional, and especially in our age range. And when I listen to you, Michael, and I listen to you, Aaron, and Sylvia, and then your personal relationships connect there also – the stories that you're telling and that you've written and that you've brought are, are in the process of bringing to life are so important. And the reason that this works and the reason this got emotional is because they are real. Yeah. And we don't need any more one dimensional crap out there. We right. need this three dimensional, true, authentic depth to these characters and the storylines. And I just applaud all of you. I can't I wait for it. I can't wait to have my popcorn and my wine and watch and it on the big also, screen. Also, uh, lemon drop martinis. That's our signature cocktail. Ooh, you know that's what? Now, oh, yeah. I just want to have um, yes. just like another facet of the diamond talking about aging out. Our oldest character in the script is uh, Carmel Ravella McGuire, and she's literally like 87 years young. And she is the most amazing. She used to live in the shadows of very, very big people, like the head of 
FedEx and Kentucky Fried Chicken and travel around the world following in, in these men's shadows all her life. And she's never acted. And she's a dear friend of mine. And she came on to play uh, Celeste daughter, Nettie, who's not here today, Leah Hall, um, best friend. And Mandy Brown does a phenomenal job. But I just wanted to say we go all the way up to the 80s. And she does a phenomenal job, never acting before. And she just thanks us every day. Thank you, Tess and Tara, for putting us in the show. Part of, part of you know, our goal with everyone that we, we brought in, because we had no auditions. We didn't, we didn't bother. We knew enough people to be able to pick up the phone and call. But part of what we wanted to do was people like Joni who said, you know, Tara, I feel like they're not letting me back in to do what I love to do. You know, I'm not getting an opportunity to do what I love to do because this industry, you know, if you don't have a name by now, if you don't have a this by now, and Joni's had television series, I've had TV series. You know, That'd be Joan Ryan. Joan Ryan, I'm sorry. Right. But she did it herself. She literally did it herself. She produced yeah. the show yes. Carnegie exactly. Exactly. So, so Joan, Joan Ryan's character is she plays Kathleen, Kathleen Bailey, and she is a Broadway star. Mm -hmm. I said, well, we're going to, we're going to have life imitate art, have art imitate mm -hmm. life. You're going to be a Broadway star. Who's my client. I said, and, and we're going to follow your character. You know, Tess and I talked with her. We're going to follow this character as she's on her journey on her stars, her stardom journey. So it's really kind of giving people an, an opportunity to just live out life and have a good time. And if the character speaks to you or, you know, there's another character, we can't tell you where she is, but she's, she's Indian. We have a multicultural mm -hmm. cast, everything from everyone, but she's an Indian character. And she says, you know, most of the time they wanted to play doctors, doctors and something else, something else. But so, and of course we needed a doctor, <laughs> but, but after we sat with her and we asked her what she wanted, we put a little twist there that no one will know for a minute, but you know, she got a chance to play and do and explore and have some fun. So that's what meant more to me that, yeah. you know, giving friends and, you know, opportunity, because a lot of us have redirected and redesigned our careers because, right. you know, they're not opening up the doors for us. So now we're right. producers, we're writers, we're this, we're singers, we're that, but our love is acting. So right. We get to, you know, in this thing, you get to come back and do a little bit of acting. You know, that's that's what it was. And it's another is another approach to love. Yes, yeah. yeah. self love. It's honoring. You know, maybe you took a different road because things were not available to you, but that didn't change right. your inherent love and your passion for your craft and right. your art. We're we're going to give everyone a way to uh, text, which I love because it's technology. Um, text to 424-404-1980. And what will happen, Tara and Tess, when they text to that number? You can go. They'll get an autoresponder welcoming them to the community. And then we get direct access. So it's really about reaching out to us, engaging with the community, being able to do follow the QR codes to get the products out of the shopping cart. They'll get up-to-date news of what's going to happen when we're launching, what channels to find us on, and really build the, the watch parties with the lemon drop martinis. So we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to do a watch party. Yeah, we're going to do a watch party. Do a watch party. I put a QR code up here because, you know, you were talking about QR codes. But for those of you who don't want to have to write down these phone numbers, just take your phone out, scan the QR code. It'll take you right over to the text. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. And if you want to follow The Right Turn on social, you can follow them on Facebook and Instagram at The Right Turn Series. 
any last minute thoughts? Um, this is so exciting, guys. I, I'm just so thrilled for you. I, I'm so thrilled that you joined me and I today um, because it's a month of love. And, you know, we, we'd like to have as many people loving each other. And <laughs> all of you, where are we going to be able to watch this? Last thing, where can we watch this? And I know that they can text, but where are some of the places right well, off the bat that we can tell yeah, them? Yeah, we'll be, we're, 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 Blattering it all over everywhere. All the AVODs. All the AVODs. Um, we will be syndicated in Florida. We're working on some other syndications with 2B Crackle, BC. So there's, yeah, and there are more still coming in. We're just closing deals as we speak. So we just want to get it, make it accessible to everyone to be able right. to, with a smart TV or whatever, to be able to turn it on and watch it. Yeah, so yeah. super important. This. Make sure you text so you stay you you are kept informed. Yes. Mel and I, we love the fact that you joined us today. Thank all you. Of the right turn cast members, we are thrilled. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you. Thank you all. Thank and you. We, and we'll see you at the right turn. Bye. Thank you. Breathtaking. The the love and the relationships, first of all, as longtime friends and incredible professionals. And then I really love Tess and Tara, you know, they weren't getting it, so they made it. And I, nothing spoke to me deeper than that mission and what they've accomplished. Especially when they talk about the seat at the table, we hear about that all the time, time. right? That we don't have a seat at the table. So I just love their attitude. We just made it. I know. I love all of it. Yeah. And I can't wait for the right turn. I'm really excited for them. Yeah, I am too. What a great group of people. We want to remind people to check in the show notes. We have put a link to some of our favorite barrelless products. Check it out. And we also have, because Mel is so good at this. She has love this month. Yeah, a lot full of love. The music is a lot of love songs. (laughs) A lot of love songs. So check it out at uncorkplaylist.online. We know that you're going to like it. This is an ever-evolving journey that we on. Don't you think? I mean, it just keeps evolving. It's beautiful. And I think we keep, you know, I mean, to use a maybe overplayed analogy, we're the butterfly in the cocoon. And if you just allow yourself to keep growing and expanding who you become, and and then by virtue of that, who you attract and bring with you on your journey is the most beautiful gift. Absolutely. And we thank all of you for being on the journey with us. So absolutely. We're going to see you all next month. Take care. This is your time. Make the most of it.